Hello everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Coach for Mind, the Indian Mental Health Podcast. This episode is completely different from the rest and I'm damn sure you're going to love this one and get lots of insider insights into the life of a psychologist, both professionally and emotionally. I'm Dyuti Bhardwaj, your host for the episode and without further ado, let's quickly dive into it. So today we have with us none other than Mr. Lake Bajaj, the very founder of the Coach for Mind podcast and a clinical psychologist himself. A very warm welcome to you, sir, for this fun and insightful conversation. Hello, Diti. Thank you so much uh, for a wonderful introduction. And I'm hoping that today's uh, discussion would be helpful, like it will bring another different perspective to the audience. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Even I'm quite thrilled about today's conversation. So like, since I'm an outsider and uh, being an outsider, especially in India, like uh, being an outsider, I mean, just being a normal person who doesn't know much about counseling or therapy, we are quite, we are not sure what goes on inside the counseling room, like what happens when a person goes to seek a counseling therapy. So I would like to ask you that before you became a therapist, what did you think, like, what happens in a counseling session, according to you? What was your idea about it? Mm-hmm. Uh, so from, I think it, it evolved over time, uh, even like even before I became a therapist. So my first exposure to the word counseling was when, like, I joined college in first year. And at that time, there was this... Uh, some introductory event was happening for all the students and their uh, student counseling services, like those people of IIT, uh, they suggested that in case you need any help, if you want to discuss something, so you can come to SCS. SCS is for short for student counseling services. So there, uh, like it always stayed in my mind that something of this sort exists and I can go there, but like, even in between during the four years of IIT Delhi, I thought about it that maybe someday I'll go. But it was always like a, uh, you can consider a secret dark room where I was always like conscious that like a lot of stigma and judgment were around it about the mental health. But in my final year, I like finally gathered courage that no, I will go. So I went there. So till that time, it was like, like, I don't know what will happen inside. Then like once I, as a client, I took those sessions. So then a lot, lot changed for me. Uh, But even like after those sessions, it it was helpful, but still the idea was that uh, counseling or therapy is just about emotional support. But I think now that I'm a professional, so a lot has changed. Now I know that it's not just emotional support, so much more goes into it. It brings out a lot of insights, a lot of emotional processing, processing of different situations, our own patterns of behaving in certain ways. A lot goes on like, apart from emotional support. Then I, now on the other side, I know different approaches uh, of mm-hmm. psychotherapy and how they are so different from each other, cognitive behavioral therapy, emotional focus therapy, narrative therapy, behavioral therapy, psychodynamic psychotherapy, like, and so on. There are many others. So each is very different from each other. 
but as a client client might not know that so much is happening uh, and even some people who are like completely unaware of it for them it is just that okay they just talk inside and even sometimes uh, people who are seeking counseling for the first time they ask this question that will it actually help just talking so yeah i think uh, it's important that we are talking about it today that it's much much more than just talking yes sir i loved two points that you specifically mentioned one was about that secret room like it's like a black box like as you mentioned in engineering terms mm. you don't know what's what's going to happen inside it's just so unknown to the normal people so mm. you're right and the other thing that you mentioned is that is will it really help like i mm-hmm. guess this is a question that's going that might be going on in the minds of many of our listeners today hmm true and uh, again a lot of people feel ke baat to main apne dost se bhi karta hu apni family se bhi karta hu but that doesn't help so i think it's important to help audience that it is not just talking there is so much research that has gone into it so this profession is almost like more than 100 year old so so much research has gone into it there are techniques tools which are actually helpful it's not just a conversation yes sir and i feel personally that because of this mentality that people have this profession is also looked down upon do you agree with this uh yes and no uh like some people because it feels so secretive uh, that it's like a black box we don't know what happened some people like put it on a really high pedestal that it's something come so far away that that might sometime become the reason that it is like a secret and mental health stigma so they might not approach for those reasons some people think that it's just talking so that is the negative side that it is uh, like it is just talking so then people don't seek help so yeah okay So eventually we come to the conclusion that breaking the myths is very important definitely yeah so um, do you feel that the sessions that you take as a therapist become <laughs> very or in fact in general do therapists find counseling sessions very emotionally for themselves hmm uh so again i'll i think there are different parts to it uh in general some of the sessions especially those include uh, trauma and sexual abuse so those are actually very emotionally heavy uh, but again uh, i would say that even if some sessions impact the therapist it's not necessarily a bad thing or a negative thing because therapist is not like a stone who won't get impacted uh, by hearing what all the client has to go through so it's very normal and in fact it it is in a way healthy also that therapist can then empathize and support the person but on the other hand like every therapist uh, needs to do some self work to like manage their own emotional wellness and in like just for awareness so there are two terms called transference and counter transference so i'll just very simply explain them transference is when a uh, client is uh, 
directly indirectly affected by a therapist's personality and counter transference is when therapist is impacted in any way by the client what the client says how the client is so counter transference how the therapist is affected or how it makes the therapist feel is actually useful for therapeutic purposes so it again it's not necessarily a bad thing that therapist is impacted just that even if the therapist is therapist every therapist every professional should have their own ways of dealing or processing their own emotions and maybe certain tools and techniques to for self care but otherwise it's a good thing like it is actually helpful in the therapy to connect with the client and also to get gain more insights into the problem okay and there's a statement that i have heard quite often is that a therapist also needs a therapist how true is this statement uh this is i would say absolutely true uh no, again not from any negative point of view actually therapists even if they are not impacted by like it's not that they need to first be deeply impacted by it then they need to seek therapy just for their own self awareness because self awareness is foundation of like this profession like you need to be very self aware of your own patterns and your own emotions and then you can help uh, someone else so from that perspective yes every therapist ideally needs to seek therapy uh, for better self aware and i think that's a good practice like it should go go on at least for first few years of a therapist getting into therapy yes so i understand so mm-hmm. what do you think this is a very important question that i think is going to benefit a lot of our listeners and especially the people who are therapists themselves is that what kind of a relationship does a therapist aim to build with his patients or clients mm-hmm. Sure. Again, I think this is a very good question because uh, it will again clarify how things happen uh, inside the therapy room, and uh, it again, it's not that therapist is completely uh, like a stone or doesn't get uh, impacted. So therapists also do uh, get uh, certain feelings from that relationship. and in like technical terms this is referred as therapeutic relationship and so again i'll bring some bit of research into it so a lot of research says especially in last 40 50 years it says that therapeutic relationship is the topmost factor which helps the client how they feel with the therapist and the therapeutic relationship that they share it actually heals a lot of past traumas that they might have experienced in their like initial attachment and initial re- like relationship with their caregivers and so on and coming to what uh, are the factors in this therapeutic relationship the most important is again in technical terms it's called unconditional positive regard that no matter like again it's a space of complete uh, non judgment so therapist always holds the client in a in an uh, unconditional positive regard that no matter what they bring into the session what they talk about there are no judgments and there is always a positive se- feeling 
towards the client, which they might not be receiving in, let's say, other aspects of their life. And second is uh, genuineness. Like, ideally, a therapist should be very authentic in, like, their words, their thoughts, their feelings, their behavior, all should be congruent. Uh, like, not that they are thinking something else, then they are saying something else. There should not be contradiction. And that genuineness also helps uh, the client to feel comfortable and trust the therapist. And last and most important is empathy. To, again, coming, like, taking from our previous question that it normal to connect with like feel with the client what they are feeling and let it uh, create feelings in you as well that establish that uh, connection which again helps in the healing process but at the same time i would also say there are that there are certain boundaries that are very well defined in this profession that uh, this therapeutic relationship should be there but with certain boundaries that there is no other relationship of any kind between therapist and the client. Uh, it is strictly professional with obviously these factors involved, but like therapist and client should not be involved in any other way outside of therapy. So those boundaries need to be maintained. Otherwise, these uh, feelings and attachments in which are therapeutic in nature are actually healthy. So, sir, like you mentioned about the boundaries, uh, I was very intrigued when I saw the movie Dear Zindagi of Alia Bhatt, when mm-hmm. towards the end, as she was sorting her feelings out with the help of Shah Rukh Khan, who was a therapist, she mm-hmm. kind of developed feelings for Shah Rukh Khan because that was the first time someone was uh, being so compassionate towards her and so understanding. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how do you think what or what is your perspective about this kind of a situation and how like how do you think a therapist should propose such a should address such a situation and handle the affections of his client and go ahead maintaining a professional therapeutic relationship Hmm. yes so uh again it is uh like sometimes it happens uh maybe not all the time but uh like certain cases it is bound to happen with every therapist that uh, their clients, uh, normal connection, every client feels, but some clients might develop certain romantic feelings as well. Again, which is very common and natural. Sometimes it happens. And those also should be openly talked about in the session with the boundaries uh, also should be communicated to the client. And it's not that the therapist should like shoo away from talking about anything of this sort. If the client is expressing any such feeling, it should be talked about. At the same time, boundaries should be clearly communicated. And then again, uh, those feelings can also be like utilized for the therapeutic purpose to understand more about the client. But again, with the boundaries, very clear boundaries, which should be uh, like mentioned to the client whenever such a situation arises. So that the client also doesn't feel dismissed, that your feelings are uh, like completely wrong. It should be addressed, but with boundaries. Wow. I feel that's a very but, important uh, advice. Yeah, even like, again, when a client gets such a feeling, they also they get 
start to like develop further feelings around it that is it wrong is it right what do i do so i think this podcast and this like our discussion might help the audience that is natural it happens sometimes but again there are boundaries which cannot be crossed so yeah yes sir i think this is a very valuable advice not just for a therapist but also for the client and also for the general public when when normal guys and girls develop feelings for each other and when they keep uh, you know pushing themselves or you know blaming themselves that is it right or is it wrong mm-hmm. it's even useful mm-hmm. in that scenario it's a very beautiful explanation that you just gave mm-hmm. true and i think uh, yeah i think this is very important but although we, this is not directly linked to the topic that we are discussing but in general if let's say someone is developing feelings for someone so it should not be considered uh, like it should be talked about and if the other person is not interested or they want to keep their boundary it can be addressed like without dismissing anyone or spoiling the friendship or whatever yeah true being open and just transparent about it actually solves a lot of that inner mental talk that is usually harmful for us mm-hmm. true because it's very easy to uh, just assume that you're not good enough and other factors mm-hmm. true so so like in all the sessions that you have personally taken till now what is the array of emotions that you have felt that's an interesting question um so again if i uh, look back uh, at like at least one of the session that has always like that always comes to my mind is uh so one of my clients uh she shared about her childhood and like a series of obviously i won't be naming the client but she had talked about a series of like sexual abuse childhood adolescence and, and like her whole whole life was filled with so much pain and so much rage so much had she has gone through it was like it uh, that was her first session she like told me the entire narrative in the first session itself and i stayed like after the session ended she left i stayed with a lot of sadness uh, uh in that particular session and i even cried for like 5 minutes uh, after the session and again uh it's normal for the therapist to get impacted uh but again they should have their own ways of working and through those feelings so sadness uh, like uh, whenever uh, like any person talks about their trauma i uh, like i do feel sad uh and it's normal and natural apart from that there are sometimes again a bit of anger also whenever i get to know that someone has violated the boundaries of the client in any way and maybe at other times i might feel anxious uh that uh, am i actually able to help the client so all these feelings are part of like every therapist goes through such feelings in the sessions but again uh, self work and therapy or for the therapist all this should go on so that none of these feelings negatively impacts the process of therapy for the client and 
So what does success in this profession look like? I'm, and I'm talking about those moments of happiness and joy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, from that perspective of satisfaction and fulfillment, this is like a very rewarding profession uh, because you are very like, like deeply able to help someone. Uh, and plus it's not that uh, it will only happen at the end of therapy. Like every session might include some of those points and clients also feel uh, grateful towards the therapist but again uh, it should not uh, one should be the therapist should be aware not to like uh, get addicted to like these feelings that because otherwise again it might impact the process but yes it's uh, from that perspective it's a very rewarding profession uh, to actually help someone and at a much deeper level uh, emotionally so when you men get addicted to, so do you mean that the therapist will always seek to, like he has to make the client feel good or make the client discover something in every session? Huh, because uh, otherwise it can become a pressure that every session must lead to something which might not happen. So therapy may progress is not a straight line. They, sometimes it's a zigzag, sometimes you also take, let's say, two step back, one step forward, two step back. So it is uh, not a linear growth process. So otherwise, if you go with this uh, strong pressure that I must help in every session must be productive, then it can actually make you uh, anxious or frustrated uh, because it won't happen in every session. So from that perspective it should like one must not get addicted to it okay hmm. so and even I, would... I think for clients also i think this uh, raises a good point that if, even for clients they should see that therapy is not a linear growth it is a zigzag mm-hmm. eventually there is growth but sometimes there might be bad days good days sometimes certain emotion or situation will take them two steps backwards then they'll again progress. So for, for audience also, I think it's good to note that uh, therapy is not a straight line of growth. Yeah, otherwise they might have a tendency to dismiss the process in the very first go, that it's not mm-hmm. helping me. Mm-hmm. True. Okay. So I would like to end this podcast with a very simple question, but I think it's very helpful for people who are not very much aware about the whole counseling process. Is that mm-hmm. who do you think counseling is for from a client's perspective or from a normal person's perspective? Who should go for counseling or therapy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a, again a very good and valid question. So I would uh, describe it uh, more on a continuum. Uh, that so if I describe it that uh, there is negative uh, neutral and positive or we can say illness normal and wellness so negative I would say if you have actual and actually you have you're going through anxiety or any of the anxiety disorders or depression or bipolar disorder and so on like if your feelings and thoughts are impacting your functionality and your daily quality of life 
then from that perspective like like whoever is very deeply impacted by their feelings and thoughts they must seek professional help it will help them to first come to the neutral or the normal and then also move towards the positive or wellness and otherwise like if let's say there are uh, stresses stressors in life or you have a tendency to overthink about problem or you have certain difficulties in your relationships be it romantic relationship or family wise even in those uh, cases count just normal counseling not a particular approach of therapy normal counseling can help you to move from neutral towards a more fulfilling and positive and wellness oriented life okay so this was such an amazing conversation when we discussed about the insiders of a psych- life of a psychologist and especially the emotions that you go through on a daily basis taking the different counseling sessions and how being understanding or taking an understanding approach towards it and not expecting a lot from every session and accepting this accepting the emotions that you're feeling you can actually i feel you can build a very successful career in psychology in as a therapist do you agree with this yeah definitely and i think uh, some of these uh, uh, insights or what happens in a session like obviously it's useful for the clients also but for new therapists also this information might help them because like new therapists have a tendency to like every such uh, stage that they encounter then they feel what do i do so their role of like supervision from a senior therapist is actually very helpful to realize that a lot of these feelings and are pretty normal and there there are ways to deal with them yeah and i think every session is a learning experience for a therapist yes and i think that this is what i love about this field that it's the learning never ends uh, like till the day you either retire or you die it's yeah. like mind is so there is so much to mind to learn but learning never ends wow it's beautiful and i had so much fun having this insightful discussion with you so thank you so 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 much yeah sure and for the audience i would like to tell you that do make sure to share this particular podcast especially with more people so that we can together reduce the stigma around words like counseling therapy and mental health recovery which is very much possible and natural for every human being if we take the first step of accepting ourselves just the way we are be it depressed or conscious or any other state of mind we might be in right now but if we don't accept it we won't be able to eliminate it from our lives and live a completely blissful life which is the most natural thing for all of us feel free to reach out to coach for mind for any help regarding your mental health or that of your loved ones and do not forget to follow us on instagram and linkedin for further updates stay safe and stay happy bye bye